The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? A-Town Connection right here. You got Young Bloods uh, featuring Daddy Fat Sack. You know what I'm talking about? Outcast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like this. Check it out. Hey, hey, hey out there, CSPN World listeners, and those of you who stumbled upon this podcast, and those of you who have been eagerly awaiting the return of this podcast. Happy 2019. Happy New Year. We are back after a slew of technical difficulties and life situations. It is one half of the Crown and College podcast. I am Tal Bianca, a.k.a. your favorite DJ, a.k.a. Um, see, I had these all planned out, and I got in front of the computer, and I froze. Like T'Challa, a.k.a. Um, your girl's got new fun pants, a.k.a. Damn, y'all can't make these shoes any bigger than this, a.k.a. Um, light skin and skin tone only, dark skin in my heart and soul, a.k.a. young uh, orange glasses, a.k.a. this afro is boosted, a.k.a. Um, I'm going to just turn it on over to the other half of the show. Go ahead. Greetings, niggas. It is I, the other half of the Chronic Collins podcast, and probably the most the most trash part, but you know what? That's fine. Um, I am Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Niggamore, a.k.a. Please Leave Me Alone at Work. Thank you so much. A.k.a. Don't Teach These Niggas How to Read, a.k.a. Fuck R. Kelly, a.k.a. Fuck All of You Defending R. Kelly, a.k.a. Niggas continue to disappoint me on a daily basis, and by niggas, I'm using that gender-friendly, a.k.a. I am trying to eliminate sugar from my life. Please keep me uplifted in prayer. Thank you so much. Yeah, all that. Um, this show is brought to you by the Coast of the Podcast Network. Uh, this is episode number 189. We have been... So we the first episode in four weeks, so we missed the week before Christmas, we missed Christmas Day, we missed New Year's, obviously. So, uh, yeah, happy all those holidays. We are now moving into the season of Mardi Gras, so um, if anyone is feeling so inclined to send your girl a king cake or send me money so I can buy the king cake of my choosing, I will not turn you down. Um, Hashtag send Bianca things. Yes. Um, that should just be everyone's ethos in general. If everybody sends me a dollar, I could... Um, Oh, it'd be nice. It would be a, it would be the good Samaritan work that you mm-hmm. deserve. Hashtag send Bianca things. It's just a dollar, you know. I don't ask for a whole lot, but I do ask for volume. If you know everyone who listens to this episode sends me one U.S. dollar, um, I'd have more money than I entered the day I recorded this with, which would be nice. And hey, hey, hashtag pay black women. Whoop. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, as Jeremy mentioned in his AKAs, uh, fuck R. Kelly. And we can talk about this. We can be brief about it because I think Jeremy and I are like super aligned on this. And Trigger warning. Trigger warning just in advance. Yeah. Um, Basically, this is going to be a show of us talking about what the fuck we want to pretty much. Yeah, so. we ain't gave out one of those in a while either. So, um, Surviving R. Kelly documentary three parts came out this weekend. Um, shout out to Dream Hampton for putting that together. Asterisk, more on that later. Um, 
I love the fact that we you got an asterisk and I got an asterisk and we ain't even talked about this shit pregame. No, um, that's just again, like I said, I just felt like this synergy. I like, yeah, we'd be aligned on this, but um, well, I mean, we have been doing this shit for four years. So. <sighs> My God, that is wow. I know, right? Um, continue. Yeah. So again, Doc here comes out and it chronicled in three segments kind of what was going on, like the distant past, the sort of um, everything's been brought to light section of the past into present day. And predictably, niggas have gotten uh, lost in their bags and have used this as a springboard to like support slash defend this nigga publicly yet again um these are the same like i feel like with the passage of time there have been people who you know have kind of shifted from oh you know i don't know if i really believe it you know i don't really know if i trust the evidence i don't really know if i trust the court system to yo i I spent some time and i grew up and that shit was wrong like i feel like there's not been like a shortage of people in that way but I feel like the people who are bold enough to still defend him in this year of our, uh, Beyonce 2019, like they've been the lot ones and they've been the wrong ones and they've been the ones who just prove time and time again that, you know, stepping in a whack ass name of love is more important to them than the safety, the sanctity, and I'm gonna go ahead and use this word even though I don't feel like it fits best here the innocence of young black girls. Um, yeah, I think um, I think well, I I I agree with that. Um, I also would like to say that uh, it was refreshing to, as much as it was, you know, disheartening to see the the uh, naysayers and the defenders, but it was also good to see as many people come out and say fuck that nigga. Like just this morning, we saw we saw Bun B <laughs> probably give the best the best fuck you I've seen to that nigga to date. <laughs> since this shit that came out uh, so I would say it's been refreshing to see that uh, but I think sadly and 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 look maybe I'm wrong on this but I feel like I agree with you but then at the same time I feel like sadly it's it's still probably way more people that just either either they know and they either they know and don't care because they still want to step in the name of love or they know and they do care, but they just can't separate themselves from that nigga's music. And then it's the ones that just li- literally, like you said, just going to be loud and wrong and just down the hill for that nigga. Because I think shit, wasn't it like after this came out, like his streams went up like by 16% or some shit like that. Yeah. And so when that happened, I kind of, like, I didn't have the reaction I think most people had, which was, I can't believe this. Like, when Mac Miller died, his streams went up. Um, when uh, Ariana Grande had the situation at Aretha Franklin's funeral, her streams went up. Like, when, when people in music make the news, their streams go up. And what makes this different is I think this was his supporters digging their heels in and just being like, Oh, these people are saying all these horrible things about R. Kelly. This would be a great time to go back and listen to TP2.com. And it's like, no, this is a horrible time to do that. But because this stuff happened before, and I think we covered it on the show when the when the uh, mute R. Kelly hashtag started, like he mm-hmm. received a, a buff then. Yeah, he he got a boost then, and then when the stuff came out with Spotify um, taking him off the feature playlists, which people misconstrued as you know they talk about taking him off Spotify, which that wasn't it. Um, 
And then Kendrick Malar came out and was like, ooh, this is a slippery slope. I don't really know if this is something where we want to establish a precedent. And the whole discussion got muddied. But the point is, like, I don't feel like R. Kelly made new fans. And I don't think these are, like, new fans checking out his music. I think there was maybe a little hint of, like, you know, maybe people who didn't know much about R. Kelly's career, you know, outside of the rumors and the allegations and shit. Right, like outside of his demographic, right? So right. talking about, you know, mainly, you know, non-black people in the world who maybe don't know R. Kelly music. They might know I Believe I Can Fly from Space Jam, and that's it. And then they see this come out, and it's like, wow, this dude, like, and they just go curious listening, you know, like. Yeah, I think it was a combination thing, because I also saw people making a point that there might be people who, watching the documentary, also going back and listening and being disgusted with what they know from the documentary, and then matching up those lyrics. Mm-hmm. Get to to the songs, you know, and just uh, finding found finding newfound or I know this ain't a word, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Like re anger that they yeah. already had, so it mm-hmm. could be a combination. Of that I think it's a combination of both of those two things, but also and probably sadly the more probably the more poignant and accurate is that his like diehard stance just being defiant to like oh you, y'all y'all not gonna sully this man's legacy and shit quote unquote yeah they they got sad and they got in a little circle and he decided to run double up back a few times like it's ridiculous it's indefensible i don't like it but again it's it's not a situation where i feel like oh he just made all these new fans as a result of this horrible documentary closing 30 years of garbage shit that he's done to you know young black girls um yeah i don't think it was any pushback from people who are like fence straddlers or like people who maybe liked them once and then realized, hey, I can't do this anymore, and then just going back and be like, oh, well, let me play some R. Kelly just to be a spiteful asshole. Um, I think it was... I think of that 16%, like 90% of that 16% was like his fans just turning up for no good reason. Um, right. Right. Because the thing is, like, so, I mean, I talked about this, you know, in during the summer, where I had one R. Kelly song in my playlist and, and like in my whole music library. I had gotten rid of all the rest of it. There was this one song I had just a one-off because it was a different version of it called A Woman's Threat. And in it, he's, you know, like you listen to it and it's like, yo, like you talking about some real shit. And, you know, like if you don't step your game up, like your woman is going to replace you and you're going to be asked out and you can be all alone. And then he adds like this Goldilocks and the Three Bears reference in the middle, and it's like, what did you do that for? That was like the least necessary thing of all time. Like this song didn't need it. You didn't add anything to it. Like all this plays into is this like garbage ass, disgusting ass, like Pied Piper, you know, thing that you got going on. Which the Pied Piper was the dude who played music and led kids to their demise. Right. And like I think that's the other part of it, like the documentary. I for the record, I haven't watched the documentary. Not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. Um because one one, because I don't have cable. Well, I got cable, but the shit is limited because Comcast is too motherfucking high. But that's another rant for Man, the day. I am in the same boat as you. Like Oof. Listen. So yeah. I got so I got my internet through Comcast Xfinity, and then they were like, Hey, for ten bucks a month, we could throw some basic cable on for you. And I was like, I mean, it don't hurt to have it, I guess. But like a standard definition, my TV's HD, so everything just looks ridiculous. I barely watch television as a result. Um, I saw, I don't remember who it was. I think it was, you know what? I don't know who it was. I'm just going to go with that. Um, but somebody posted a link to how you could watch the shit online. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to do that when I can. You know, like I this weekend I was busy. I was working a lot. Um, 
So it wasn't on my priority list to like sit and view it necessarily, although I was present for the discussion about it. But same. Man, fuck. Like Comcast Comcast you Comcast, you raggedy bitch. My price went up in October and it was strictly for the cable that I really use. Like, what is this? What are y'all doing? <laughs> it, Comcast is a scam. We have to. It's a scam. But that, uh, oof, I, listen, I got at least a thirty minute rant in my spirit about Comcast. But that's not why. That's not the purpose of this show. Um, yeah, we, we could we could go if we. I mean, again, this, side, this is our show to talk about what we want. So we could go once we you know put a pin in that and launch on it later. But yeah, um, I think. Okay, so like I said, I didn't watch, didn't watch it. Do plan on watching it because I did see that what that link that you were talking about about how you could watch it if you don't have cable. Mm. Here's my the thing that that I because we did say Dream Hampton with an asterisk. Um, now I don't know if me and Dan, I mean, sorry, I don't know if me and Bianca's asterisks are going to line up. What the fuck is you talking about? I know, right? I don't, I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know if me and Bianca's asterisks are going to line up. They probably are. Um, but it was odd for me knowing that the last part or the last what hour or so of the documentary featured people who either defended this nigga at one point in time have defended abusers um at different various points in time or enabled abusers and or are abusers themselves like to me i don't think that i i don't want to say it it made the documentary invalid but it definitely left a sour taste in my mouth, and I haven't even watched it yet. Yeah, I saw the reactions. Um, and yes, this is exactly where I was going with this. Um, I saw Charlemagne the God's name get mentioned in this. Was like, yeah, Charlemagne, Wendy Williams, Ebro, and Joe Budden. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know it was that many of them. But yeah, I saw the Charlemagne reaction. I might have been in the middle of something or something, but I saw the Charlemagne reaction. I was like, even I was like, why him? Why? Well, like, like two, two of got, those, two of those four are abusers themselves. Right. Like, I, 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 why? Like, who thought that? Who thought that was a good idea? Like, and and I get it. Like, I, like on. Like probably like off the internet, there are people who don't either don't know or don't care or know and don't care about Charlemagne being a rapist or Joe Budden being a domestic abuser. So I, I'm not saying I'm I, I understand like Dream or whoever was in production not thinking about thinking about like what well, you know this isn't just going to be something that people from Twitter or social media watch. This is going to be like on Lifetime. This is going to be everybody. Everybody don't know about these niggas being trash. But my nigga, like, like, you got Charlamagne the God up here talking about quoting Michael Max talking about the, the most disrespected per- person in America is the black woman. It's like, nigga, you disrespect black women. Like, what are you right. doing? Like, like, what? You got Wendy Williams up here who just probably what, like last year or or maybe 2017 was just up here calling calling little black girls fast tail. Like what like what what huh? Like where's the self awareness? 
Where? Like, who thought this was a good idea? Who? And how and how soon can they be fired? Because that's a fireable offense. It really is. Like, yeah, that was questionable as shit. Yeah, Wendy Williams. Oof. Um, Joe Budden, which I, I guess he was willing to speak. Because niggas always willing to speak. I know, right? Uh, nobody asked him damn to, but, you know. Child, listen. But um, as a whole, um, one of the things I like about the way the discussion formed on the timeline, and this again, without me having watched it, is that people seem to be very, like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, very gentle with it, like, on a whole. Like, there were, you had your assholes here and there who don't have self-control and don't have good sense when it comes to pretty much anything. But on the whole, like, the people who were, like, discussing, discussing it, Seemed like they were like really gentle toward each other and you know made space for people who you know like express themselves and like I saw one of the girls that um was she was a woman in the documentary. Yeah, I saw that she had a Twitter thread going and like she seemed to be getting like a lot of support and care from people. And that was good to see, and that was refreshing to see because it's like, yo, this is hard. It's hard to bear your soul, it's hard to express, hey, I was a person who this happened to. Um, because we always it's like the quote, you know, they say, well, everyone knows someone who's been sexually assaulted, but it seems like very few people know, like, sexual assaulters. Right. And this is like, yo, like, this is on the doorstep now. Like, she is here telling her truth and doing it more or less in real time, like, with this thing happening. And it was good to see her, like, not have a mentions brigaded or, like, you know, not have people saying a bunch of trash shit to her. Um, it was also really good because, like, as we enter this new year, and it seemed um, appropriate timing-wise in this context, but, you know, people do their, like, personal cleanings of, like, hey, like, you know, who are these people in my social media sphere, in my Facebook feed, in my life, whatever. Um, and this is a great barometer in terms of, like, starting the year off right, as we say, um, to get yeah. people who defending this piece of shit out of your life um, because it makes it really easy to say, ah, nope, can't rock with that one, can't rock with this one, so on and so forth. Like, I saw people over on Facebook who are like, I got 83 friends who like R. Kelly's Facebook page, and I'm going to have to either send a message to all of three of them or, like, start figuring out who really uses Facebook and who really doesn't use Facebook that much, who I need in my life, who I want to make this plea to, who I'm just going to, you know, X out just out of whole cloth. Like, yeah. it really inspired some like handiwork onto people's parts and that's another thing that I'm just going to go ahead and consider good because it's like hey you're doing something necessary for you to you know make the space in your life that you need because I feel like R. Kelly is one of our greater lines in the sand um, because he's not one where you can divest the art from the artist um, because again as we mentioned those curiosity lessons or those, you know, re-anger listens. Where it's just like, I didn't realize that that was a reference to this. So I didn't realize those lyrics were in the song or whatever. Yo, not to cut you off there. Yeah, one of, one of, speaking of that, like one of, and I saw this um, from the, well, I did, I saw, I heard about it. And then I talked to um, people who watched it. Like, You Are Not Alone, a song that he wrote for Michael Jackson is about, one of the one of his victims have it 
get him impregnating one of his victims and she she getting an abortion. Like that's what that song is about per the documentary. Like just like and that's one of like a lot a lot of people's one of their favorite Michael Jackson songs. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that was like so I knew he wrote the song. Um, I knew that a long time ago. Uh, it was like, oh yeah, it's one of those songs that uh, Kelly Band. Um, forgot what the context was in which I learned it, but I've known that since like 1998 or there about. But um, that's another tough pill to swallow. It's like, you know, was he writing songs? Because he's written songs for like Joe and like Mario was giving a comparison to him, and he's he's oh, written Mario BTK Mar- right. Mar- Amari got on Twitter and said, like after this, after they do this, um, uh, BK B2K reunion tour, like he's eliminating every song that R. Kelly has done for them off his set. And like that's the the other thing, like I think it's a it's a reckoning, I should say, for some people that have either worked with him and either turned a blind eye or maybe even didn't know which honestly and I know a lot of people you know like to um not be as harsh quote unquote I guess is the best way I can say it um far as like you know gauging the level of complicity or ignorance or neglect that you know some people had working with him but I feel like in this case it kind of is what's the word I'm looking for intellectually lazy Mm -hmm. to kind of be like oh well they couldn't know I mean they worked with him but I mean they couldn't because like we have to also think like this was like when when did he quote unquote marry Leah? Wasn't that like ninety one? That was ninety four. I feel like is the correct answer to that. Ninety four, ninety five, okay. somewhere in that range. Somewhere in that range. Like this has been going on for like a while, and while I do understand, like a lot of you know, it hasn't. You know, we didn't have social media, you know, or the internet like we do now, and things of this nature, but. Like my nigga, like at the very least, once that 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 tape came out, like my nigga, like at that point, even like how could you not like something click? You're like, okay, something's wrong with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like even though we didn't have access to the internet, like we still had. You still could like see like interviews. Like you still could see news. You still like news. There were, you know, it wasn't. Even like according to the documentary, like it wasn't it was kinda like um what's what's my man name that um that uh talked about cars but Hannah Burris, like Hannah Burris, yeah. Yeah, it was like a just like how Bill was was trashed in Hollywood and a lot of people knew and a lot of people enabled him and you know, it was, you know, burn word spread around and shit. Same with R. Kelly, like Right. We're 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 at a point now where so here's how I feel about it. Just using a very wide angle lens here. Like the Bill Cosby thing, like what Hannibal Burst did with that, that was watershed. Like that sort of gave a lot of credence and a lot of credibility to the notion of like, Hey, here's one person who can use the influence because like when that happened, there was a sold out show for Hannibal Burst at like 
a high point in his career, and like he's still riding this wave. But like he doesn't make Bill Cosby quips in every single show that he does. Like right. he's mostly taking that out of his lineup because the effect of him saying it once and like somebody on a cell phone camera recording it and putting it up on YouTube the next morning and they getting out there, yo, Hannibal Burr said this thing about Bill Cosby. Like it's gotten all the credibility it needs. And you know, Bill Cosby is now facing jail time. On the flip side of that coin, you look at like a Centoya Brown, and I'm gonna get back to the point immediately here. A Centoya Brown who like could have been lost to the, you know, to the wheels of justice and a fucked up misturn of events. But people latched onto that story and he didn't let go. And she was just granted clemency. It's not um, absolution for what she, you know, for what happened or whatever. It's not an, an expulsion from a record or anything. But Centoya Brown is going to at least, she's going to be a free woman. And there's more of a fight to come, I'm guessing. But social media did that. Twitter did that. Um, you know, Doja Cat, this is what I'm less you know less excited to talk about because a white woman with a trash past posted about her um but she got exposed and her career is you know it's grand opening grand closing pretty much like she rode away for like a month i know right <laughs> she was out um and she basically was a temp right yeah she she's she's got a niche and you know what's gonna happen i think anyway is I hope anyway, is that there'll be some gentleness with her as a younger black woman and that she'll get to like do better and let improved behavior be her apology and maybe somewhere down the line there'll be a second act. Because she's young. She's like 22 now. Like There's still a lot to hope for. Like Chance the Rapper's what, 25? And people keep giving him chances. He keeps on. People get him out of here, and then he does something, and then they get him out of here again, and then like he rescues a dude whose car caught on fire, and he's you know back in good graces. That motherfucker's like MacGyver. <laughs> that motherfucker. That, that motherfucker's like a Negro Captain Planet, ain't he? <laughs> MacGyver, but yeah. MacGyver. But yeah, like it, it just happens this way, right? And like, it's not a whole scale cancellation because I think on some level people are saying, well, I mean, he's not a complete fuck up, you know, in, in that way. And I think with, you know, Bill Cosby, like the fact that he doubled down on his shit was his undoing and would let people rapidly just start to turn against him, turn against him, turn against him. And the same thing is happening here with R. Kelly, where he's talking about, I'm going to make a website called subscribe.com. No! And I'm gonna expose people, and I'm gonna have a lawsuit and all this other stuff. And people are making little. I don't really fuck with that too much, so I'm not even gonna like acknowledge that aspect of it. But how stupid do you have to be, right? For like, your for your solution, your solution to clearing your name is to do revenge porn. How dumb do you have to be? Such uh, God. But you know what though, I'm gonna show you an image. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you remember this image I'm about to show you, but uh, you're gonna text it to me or put it in the chat. I'm just gonna put oh. it right here in the chat because my camera's on. So, okay. Hopefully, I can see the damn thing in my through my phone. I should be able to. Remember when R. Kelly wore that dumb shit? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. A nigga who wore this stupid fucking outfit. Is, you know what? Can we? Can we? Can we? I'm, this is very serious, very very serious. But can we briefly crack on how that motherfucker used used to and still does dress? Dog, he got on electric yellow Chicago bullshit. They don't even wear them colors. 
that motherfucker. It's like like when you play in two K and you go in and edit the jerseys and you just make the shit ugly on purpose. <laughs> That's how that motherfucker dressed. That motherfucker. He, he, he is like the worst NBA street costume ever. Ever. That motherfucker. Like he he like he like that. Begin. You uh, remember on uh, NBA Street. Like when you first create your player and like you ain't got no money, so you just got the throwaway clothes. Mm-hmm. That's how that motherfucker dressed. That's what he, that's just what he looked like in that photo. Anyway, a nigga who rocked the outfit like that thought he was fresh because he wore that shit to a red carpet event of some sort. Um, yeah, no, I don't expect good decisions out of him ever. Um, and that's independent of the fact that he thinks that you know, sex with teenagers is cool. Pulling up on Kenwood Academy down on the south side of Chicago by Hyde Park is cool. He's he is. <sighs> like now, the only th- like um, we also had an asterisk by a dream because I mean, speaking of you know, and I know you just you know talked about extending grace, you know, particularly to bl- uh, black women. Uh, great dream is um a person that um some people don't have a lot of grace for, and I can understand some reasons why. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to damn you, Bianca. I was trying to. Be I was nice. talking about. I was eating a cookie and I choked on a cookie, almost. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but, cookie box again, because <laughs> these motherfuckers is they won with me today, so. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but um. Yeah. See it? See it? I'm mean, embedding it. See it? That's a cookie. Embedding. Twitter know they could come up with some goddamn words. And you know, but, um, continue though. Make your point. But, um, I... Make your little uh, point or whatever. Mm. I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Bianca. <laughs> uh, I, okay, so, well, let me ask you, what do you think is going to come from this documentary? Um, <laughs> if y'all can see me off the face, <laughs> what do I think is going to come? You know, that's a really good question. Good question. Beautiful question. Um, beautiful gowns, beautiful yeah. gowns. Um, okay. So R. Kelly has already like announced and like set an attention upon his counterattack, which we've already pilloried is incredibly stupid, but you know. Niggas gonna nigg. Stupid niggas, stupid niggas gonna stupid. And so, with that in mind, um, my hope is that, like, the carrot that's on the stick in front of him just runs him into, like, whatever prison time the system determines he deserves. Because doing that and saying, no, everything they said was a lie amidst all the people who spoke on this you know fucking thing it's like okay can we can we prosecute yet so i'm hoping that that's what's down the pipeline for this in a perfect world um at minimum and this is already happening which i think is beautiful um people are talking about their experiences more and people are reaching out to people who have survived sexual assault and you know really kind of sort of cradling these people in community grace and letting them know that they're not alone and that, you know, it's going to be okay. And, you know, more and more people are saying, you know, how they 
don't ride with people who commit sexual assaults and, you know, pedophiles and the files, which I think is a more accurate term for what R. Kelly is, technically speaking. Um, so I don't know. My, my, my hope is that it does um, contribute toward making the world a little bit better place, a little bit of a safer place. I hope it makes somebody else who's thinking about taking the same path decide, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to act on that urge. I'm going to go get help. I'm going to um, try to do right by it. I'm going to try to overcome it. You know, whatever. It's, I don't. I don't fucking know what the help for people who have the problems R. Kelly has looks like. So, as far as what I specifically hope, for, I don't know. But I do hope that if one person who had this intention set on attacking one teenage girl turns around and doesn't do it, then good on them. And if 100 turn around and don't do it, then good on them. And if 1,000 turn around and don't do it, good on them. And if people are better informed and know the science to look for, especially these days, kids are growing up with the internet and the kids know it, parents know it, you know, because my peers grew up into our adulthood with the internet. It's not like we have a complete blind eye to it. Um, but just continuing to know the signs, what to look for, and, you know, help eradicate this problem and harsh punishments for those who do do stuff like this, because, you know, it's about time we start taking the safety of black women and girls seriously. And so it's a hope. I know it's a long shot and it won't happen overnight, but I've been guilty of far worse things than being a dreamer. So yeah, I, I don't, I agree. Um, it's just that that last part with those individuals at the end I, that it it really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, right. But I don't. I I, I don't. I think it, the documentary um, could have been better. And by could have been better, I mean though that last part could have just not been like that was such a stupid fucking decision. Um, <clears throat> but I think what my hope is is everything that you said and also letting people know like we touched on earlier like where their politics lie and knowing when to eliminate people like like i just was on twitter just a couple of minutes ago and like fucking uh someone that i like her music and someone that i do adore shit monica monica still following r kelly and f- liking his shit on instagram like saw that Right, and that one, like I said, that one hurt a little bit because I love Monica, but like it's it comes to a point and I think we're at the point, and especially with the advent of social media, where yes yes, we know nobody's perfect quote-unquote, yes, everybody wants grace, quote-unquote, everybody, yes, everybody makes mistakes and we forgive and growth and all that, blah, 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 blah. Dog, some of this shit is like you either with me or against me. Like, mm-hmm. like, like with some, some of this shit, it's like, dude, like you, there's no excuse. Like you're actively continuing to support a known abuser, like a known person who has harmed black girls. And, you know, and women in his later years, like, 
like you you know this like this is like you right. can't ignore it now like sorry, you bro, last year the year before about the cult that he's like running apparently right, like right like you i mean you couldn't ignore it back then kind of but people chose to and still work with him and speaking of which that we that documentary skipped the whole best of both worlds shit yeah i think some of that had to do with the fact that jizzy wouldn't talk and yeah but that's a mm, that's a, that that, that, it's but it's weird though because that's a gap that we're going to fill on our own and right what's going to wind up happening is like when people go back and they do these exploratories on R. Kelly's career they're going to realize shit he made two CDs with J.K. Mm-hmm. And, and wasn't and that, wasn't that that, that, that was, what was the lead single like that's right another chip away at the armor because you you like I don't know if you remember, but the debut single from that shit was called Guilty Until Proven Innocent. Yep. 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 So, like I said, I think the the doc was necessary, but I do think it could have been better in some key aspects. But, um, like I said, I think, I hope it it, it draws battle lines because some, some of this shit needs battle lines, dog. Like, for real, for real. Like, you still rocking with that nigga, knowing this shit, knowing it, bef- knowing it then, knowing it now, knowing go- and going forward, and you still supporting this nigga, like you—that's grounds for counsel, quote unquote. Like pe- people have a right to not fuck with you, and you—you you can lose. You coming in hot, especially back like. Up. So, so he's coming in hot. Back up a little bit. Oh, am I good mm-hmm. now? Okay. Well, yeah, like, if you're an entertainer still supporting this dude and people pull support from you, I mean, you got nobody to blame but yourself. Like, if you just a regular, regular motherfucker and you, you know, still supporting this nigga, still streaming his shit, and people stop fucking with you, I mean, you got nobody to blame but yourself because you have, you have a conscious decision. Like, you can either still rock with this nigga, support him and, and, or not. But just know if you still support him, that sends a loud message about your politics, about what you think about abusers, about what you think about black girls and women. And that's on you. That's your cross the bell. I'm just going to say, and I don't give a fuck. If you want, if you want to discuss this, you can at me. I say my at every goddamn episode so we can fight. R. Kelly music is not that fucking good for you to defend that nigga. Right. You know, and, like it, it pains me to even like bring this up because you remember his first album, Twelve Play, and ball head and shit, and he had the song uh, "Bump and Grind." When That's he stole, it. when he stole Aaron Hall entirely, yes, even even down to the even down to the pedophilia, because mm, wait, Aaron Hall caught up in that shit too. Y- yeah, yeah. No, uh, don't be afraid. Is it? It's a extremely aggressively coarse of songs. But I didn't know Aaron Hall was... No. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, yeah. Now, in fairness, I didn't know until about two years ago, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it broke a toe. Because he only had, like, the one big song, right? Because... Mm -hmm. Like, he was a guy, and... Yeah, and then R. Kelly stole his entire career, even down to that. Mm -hmm. Because he had no... He had Don't Be Afraid, which was off of Juice, and then he had I Miss You, which was... Like the big one, the big one, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. So anyway, um, I bring that up because like 
the Bodega Boys' favorite punch bag, Eminem, even on his 2002 album, had a line in the song where he was like, get hit and kicked. Uh, the shit pitched every time I sung. Like, R. Kelly, as soon as Bump and Grind comes on. So, like, in 2002, like, we were at a national climate to where, like, a white rapper from Detroit who had no particular reason to be inserted into that. I don't think R. Kelly and Eminem even worked together. But even no. punchline, joking punchline out of um, R. Kelly's situation because it was gross, you know? Eminem rapped all that shit, weird shit, you know, about wanting to kill his baby moms and you know, made songs about drugs and shit like that, but like you knew he didn't he didn't kill his baby moms. This is not exactly a glowing defense of him, but he didn't kill his baby moms. And <laughs> you know, drug use is drug use. It just is what it is. Like I don't champion that shit, but I don't condemn it necessarily either. Like if you're gonna do it, do it, be safe. Like Hannibal Burr says, if you're gonna mix pills and liquor, you need less of both. That shit is basic chemistry. If you're gonna fuck around, fuck around exponentially. Right, do do your thing, but you know, be ethical about your shit. But um, yeah, even even he he took a shot at R. Kelly, knowing that there was a time where this motherfucker was, you know, not being received well because these allegations came out, and you know, evidence wasn't as premium at the time. But still, like people knew, like something's wrong with this motherfucker. Right. 2002 was 17 years ago. Like, <laughs> that year could almost vote. Like, it, it's been a long fucking time that this stuff has been going on, and it just really blows my mind that people dig their heels in and triple down at this point. They're just like, no, R. Kelly is the hill I'm going to perish on. Right. But in the words of Reverend Bun B, Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. But, um, yeah, um, you know, you talk about this enough and you'll hear the head ass to say how this is a distraction from the real issues. So let's talk about a real issue. The government shut down. All right, next topic. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's the only way I know to handle that. But, um, I just, the fact that this the fact that this motherfucker wants to shut down the government because the government don't want to fund this motherfucking wall. <laughs> White people, what you hate niggas that much that y'all elected this nigga? What is wrong? They do. That's yeah. hard. Y'all, y'all hate niggas and people of color and queer and trans people and women's empowerment. You hate all that shit this much, that much that you elected this motherfucker. White people, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, if it wasn't so fucked up and that motherfucker was so evil and making the world a worse place for everybody, and the shit would be comical. And it's still kind of comical, but in a sad way, like, white people, you hate everybody this much that you elected this? <laughs> a motherfucker that wants to build a wall? It goes, it goes, impede on niggas getting tax returns. What <laughs> white people? What are you doing? White people, please, please. 
Okay, I'm sorry, but that that just tickled me. Like y'all are really just fucking. Y'all really hate us this much, really. <sighs> the answer is yes, they do. Um, although, like we we got some we got some motherfucking fire breathing dragons coming up the pipeline, though. Like, I don't know if you saw the chick, uh, Kirsten Cinema, who's from Arizona. She got sworn mm-hmm. in because she took she essentially took McCain's place because they had to do a special election and. Immediately upon winning uh, the senator seat, she became Arizona's uh, senior senator. Mm-hmm. And she was she was giving it to Pence because mm. he had to do swearing in ceremonies. And um, you can mm. tell because like she's bisexual. She's the first openly bisexual woman uh, to serve in the Senate. Mm. Um, OK, come on, diversity. Yeah, she came through. She was fly as a motherfucker. She didn't get up there with a, you know, waxy fucking shell haircut bullshit. Um, she had her shit in a little flip. Kind of looked uh, Marilyn Monroe. She had the she had the thick frame glasses on, um, and she had the skirt with this like flower pad on it. She was looking fly that day. She had this white heel. She was she wasn't giving a fuck about like. Before I make this joke, is she Caucasian? Yeah, she. Yeah. Okay, so basically, like, if like a like if if Maxine Waters was white and young, younger, and worked at Trader Joe's, it would be her. Um, ooh, hard to say because I don't know that much about her. But like, she she served the look. Like, I I will I will say that much about she served the look that day. Um, okay. And like Pence, who you know calls his wife mother, as it is, which is fucking strange, but continue. Um, Ooh, the ghetto. Right. You could just see how like the discomfort he was in, like having to sweat this woman in, and like she walks up and like she's got the little strut going, and she's going up to like she's carrying whatever book it was she was swearing in on, and like Pence was like fumbling around, like he lost his words a couple times, and she's just sitting there giving little one liners to him. That shit was hilarious. Mm. Then, on top of that, we had uh, Bay in my heart, Rashida Slave from Michigan, who she came out. Ooh, she had the bat off the shoulder. She was like, "Yo, we about to impeach this motherfucker," and she said, "Motherfucker," too. Like she was, she was about that. She's about that action from the jump, and she is. Uh, she and another woman are the first Palestinian, um, a first Muslim. Let me get the exact. Cause I don't want to be wrong about this because she is bait in my head. And yeah, so Rashida Slave, uh, history is the first Palestinian American woman, uh, at her swearing in. And, uh, Ilhan Omar is the other, uh, Muslim woman who will be serving on Congress. And this is also a record-breaking year for women in Congress in general, but, you know, those two in particular going in, breaking that barrier, which is dope. She came out, she was like, yo, we gonna impeach that motherfucker, like, we not even wasting time with it, like, we about to get this thing moving. So that's another one they gotta worry about. And then we know about Alexandria um, Ocasio-Cortez, who is guilty of the crime of dancing. And you know we some uh, dancing ass motherfuckers on the show. Like we are still upset about that is correct. Russell Westbrook tape never making it to the public eye. We want that. If you have it, please email us. Crown and Collar. Please CC us. Thank, Thank you so much. much. 
let us know. I, I can set up a PGB key. We can do an anonymous drop. We can do this however you want to do it. But I know one of y'all recorded that shit. One of you niggas got to take it. You need to see it. This is content. Anyway. Um, <laughs> one of you niggas got it. Yeah, so Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was um, dancing. And when you're 28 years old, it's not really a whole lot they have that they can just, like, find on you. And so the Republicans found video of her dancing, and then they made a whole, like, you know, not they, but, like, a whole Twitter account has been made of her dancing to, like, every song in the world. Mm. I think it's great because her approach to this whole thing is like, ha, y'all are ridiculous. Like, y'all can't be serious. Like, that's her approach to everything. Like, y'all, come on, really? Like this? Like, there's no, meat, like there's this? no meat on this bone. What are y'all doing? So. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. No one knows why they picked that as their hill to die on. But, and. Like, remember the big scandal from Obama's presidency? Do you remember it? His suit? The tan suit? Yeah. They find ridiculous shit. Like, we find out that these dudes casually talk about, like, forcing themselves upon women and discriminating against black people and hating immigrants and refugees and people seeking asylum. And that's just supposed to be cool. That's supposed to be all fair and fine and dandy. But we can't dance. Mm. Mm. And if we say mm. things like we go impeach that motherfucker, then we're the bad guys. Then we're the bad guys. Let alone him calling NFL players sons of bitches and him throwing a few MF bombs of his own. Like those are that's all above board. But when somebody says it back and they refer to him specifically, it's a problem. But yeah, anyway, we got some fire breathers, Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi about to have some about to have some lieutenants in this motherfucking like surge and I'm excited for it because women are about to be like wrecking shop in this motherfucker and that makes me happy because we deserve correct um so speaking of uh <laughs> speaking of speaking of deserve we ain't talked um sporty sports in a minute so let's let's talk about James Harden that nigga be traveling long- Let's talk about James Harden traveling as long as we don't had a break. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga be traveling so bad, like. No, I listen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And all of my ye- my twenty seven years on this earth, all my years of watching the basket of balls, I ain't never, I ain't never in my life seen a nigga break more violations. <laughs> And I have seen James Harden. And listen, let me tell you something. I, I have watched Jordan. I have watched Kobe. I have watched LeBron James. Lord knows I love LeBron, but we're not fit to see that like that. They don't get away with shit. This motherfucker James Harden break every fucking rule ever invented in basketball, and they just let him cook. And it infuriates the fuck out of me. I cannot watch him without getting mad. And it's weird because, like, and I mean, you hate James Harden, so I'm I'm going to extract this out of you more so than anything. But like, you know talk about a guy who can, you know, he can shoot the three ball. He's got the range. You know, he he hits his free throws. He whines like, "I'll get out to draw the free throws," but that's neither here nor there. Um, but he can make his free throws. He's you know got decent attack the baskets. Like he's a he's a good offensive player. He doesn't need to 
He doesn't need the help of four steps on a step back. And then it's weird because, like, he steps back, but then, like, when he goes shoot the ball, he leans forward. So you're playing defense. Like, you're defending somebody who just so recently was going backwards and is now going forwards. And they call a foul on it. And it's like, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to say, let him just moonwalk to the end of time as long as he wants? Because you don't play defense, don't run out on him. Gets an uncontested shot. But if he does all that and then he leans himself into you to draw the foul... They gotta stop rewarding him. That's what. I, that's what you gotta stop rewarding him. If he's going, if you're going backwards, either take your jump shot straight up, take your jump shot falling back, or you're not getting the foul call. You know what it is. First defense gets the right to try to defend you, and that person is going into the space you just left. You know what it is. You know what, like guarding him, gotta be like. Remember, when, like when you was growing up and you was in school and shit, and like another kid like hit you and started a fight, and then. The, then you get in trouble and go to the principal's office and, like, you you the one that gets suspended and not them? That's what it's got to be like playing defense against James Harden. Like, he going to initiate the contact all the time and he's never going to get penalized for it. Yeah, you're going to get the foul call and send, and send this thing to the line. It's like Steph Curry did this move the other night and they called the travel on him. And they were playing, like, the Nets or somebody. It wasn't even, like, Harden's team. And he put a one and a three up on his jersey and was like... He was, like he was saying, like, he gets away with it. What the, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, but I think, well, I mean, we have to be honest. All of them, like, especially, like, the stars, all of them get away with it to a degree. Mm-hmm. But the level in which James Harden does it, like, it's some, it's, like, it's next level shit. Like, I don't know who, like, I don't know if James paid these niggas a cut of his, his of his salary. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what what receipts he got on these niggas. I don't know if he don't he got receipts of these niggas cheating on their wives or something. Uh, for him to get all this stuff, I don't know what it is, but it infuriates the living fuck out of me. And that's on top of me just hating him for my own reasons. But <laughs> nigga, his game is so fucking ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> It's ugly. It's like, oh my god! I, I'm not so uniquely hard to watch. Oh, god. and it's weird because, like, <laughs> I think I four, but <laughs> wait, hold on, wait, I gotta get this out. And this is fucked up. <laughs> but Lord forgive me, Lord forgive me, Lord forgive me. <laughs> Why about this way? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Watching James, God damn it! Watching James Harden play basketball is like trying to watch somebody with one arm do an etch sketch. That's probably gonna get us canceled. Probably, <sighs> it's probably gonna get us canceled. Yeah, pretty sure I just got us canceled. Pretty sure. Well, this has been a great run of the Crown of Collar show, you guys. We've been going on for four years. Thank you for all the many laughs. But uh, yeah, we probably go get canceled because that was terrible. And I, you know what? I deserve it. I deserve it. Bianca don't deserve it, but I deserve it because I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> Shout out to the Bodega Boys. I had to borrow that one time for the one time. That was extremely problematic. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. That was, oof, oof yeah, oof, oof. Don't edit that part out. Um, 
Oof. Oh, yeah. No, I'll leave it. We're just going to deal with the consequences sooner or later. Yeah. I'll hate mail can be sent to me. Please don't bother Bianca. It was me. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. That was so horrible. Why are you such a terrible human being? Why? How much time we got? How much time we got? I ain't been timing this show. We, we just talking today. We just do what we want. Um, shout out one time to Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets. We brought them up earlier. Um, the NBA relaxed a long-held standard that your shoes had to be either black, white, or a team color to be regulation for the court. And now niggas just wear whatever they want, which sometimes just like, really, those? Really, that color? Fam, like, what, what are you doing? I, I do that a lot. and then um, But Dinwiddie has been fucking bringing the heat. Um, this line is called Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. And if you Google it, if you look it up, um, you will find that what winds up happening is he designs a shoe um, that commemorates something either in the city he's in or like if it's a home game and it's an anniversary for something, like he commemorates the anniversary in some way in the design. And they auction them off after the games for benefits. Uh, not for benefits, charity. Um, so yeah, check his stuff out. Like, let me... If you had a shoe in the NBA, like what would be the name and what would be the colors? I mean, we know I've never really walked flat shoes anymore as it is, but um, I don't know. I I'd be a bitch out there legit trying to hoop in heels. Like I don't know. <laughs> the tall, the tall Auntie Sevens. Fuck you. <laughs> Mine would probably be listen. Ooh, shit, it's so much material to work with my ass. Good for Father God. Um, let's see the Freedom Paper Fives. The <laughs> let's see the 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 Whiskey Elevens. The uh, the Big Knees Nines. The Oh God! the the motor the motor oil elevens special oh, edition, Paul Masson fourteens XS. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I I got this uh, site pulled up. So the Nets played the Pelicans on October twenty sixth, and Pelicans based out of New Orleans. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was born an hour away in Gulfport, Mississippi play ball at LSU, so Spencer Dinwiddie dropped the purple and gold sneaker that commemorated Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf when they played in New Orleans. Um, he did another one um, when they played uh, They played the Rockets at home, and he made a, he made a uh, commemorative shoe to Bryce DeJean Jones, who is a now-deceased NBA player who's I can't remember how the exact story, but I think his career started in Houston. He was a member of the Pelicans when he died, I think. Um, and he was shot and killed um, in a real shitty situation. Um, yeah, so he's from Texas, played for the Pelicans for a little bit. So that was a touching tribute that he did. Um, he played Philadelphia, and he did a tribute to Allen Iverson. Um, they played. Uh, they played the Knicks, and he did a Spike Lee tribute, actually. 
played the Nuggets, yeah. and he did a tribute to Chauncey Billups. But the tribute he did to Chauncey Billups wasn't from his Nuggets days, it's from the fact that he's from Denver and played at Colorado. So he's got a whole bunch of cool little kicks. Like these Chauncey Billups joints, 351 bucks for charity. He did a Colin Kaepernick shoe when they played the uh, Warriors in Golden State. The red and gold with a picture of Colin Kaepernick on the back. Generated $450 for charity. Um, he had a Prince joint. Nice, good purple sneaker that he did when he played the Timberwolves in Minnesota. 400 bucks. When Stan Lee passed away, he did a tribute to Stan Lee. It was a home game to play against the Heat. 650 bucks. So yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie is fucking killing it. Um, So yeah, check out the Spencer Dewey shoes. Um, I think we All had right, a technical right. difficulty there. Um, yeah, we back. We back. We back. All right, what else has been going on? Uh, I guess maybe we can make the announcement now about uh, the other show that you appear on. Yes. Yes. Um, as um, well, first of all, shout out to Candace and Curtis who. By the end of the of January, going into Black February, Black Black History, which you know I didn't even think about that. That's a hell of a way to start out Black History Month. But um, they will be launching their own network, and Ratchet Ramblings will be moving from the CSPN to the. Hold on, let me make sure I get this right because I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want. First of all, I don't want to fuck it up because they're, they're my friends, and also I don't want to hear their asses in the goddamn group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless Noises Media Network. Yes. Yes. Um. So, um, it's a it's something that Car- that Curtis and Candace had in their hearts, and 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 um have been thinking about doing, and uh, and duh, like I'm gonna support them because the friendship. And so I'm so proud of them. And nigga, the fact that it's, <laughs> it's going to be starting off Black History, I don't even think none of us thought of that shit until you just said it, Bianca. So sh- shout out to them. But yes, uh, Ratchet Ramblers will be moving from the CSPNs over there, but it's still going to be me, Curtis, and Candace being our usual ain't shit sales, talking about reality TV and things of that nature. So yeah, be sure to check, look for that, and also be on the lookout for Flawless sounds media network thank you so yes. much um so other stuff uh since i guess we at the end we just talk talk um my i have made a valiant effort to try to eliminate sugar from my life or or at least reduce it as much as possible because i am trying to lose 50 pounds within years end i currently weigh um at 273 which is actually two pounds down from what I weighed myself last week. I'm at 273 now, and I'm trying to lose at least 50 pounds because I want to get down to 220 by year's end. So, Oh, yes. Do it. That's what's going on in my life. First of all, let me tell you something. Every, sugar is a scam. Every, listen, sugar, juice, fucking... Sugar, juice, and corn, and... and- corn. 
everything that is everything that is good for you and tastes good is not good for you. And that shit is a fucking scam. And I am fed up. I want to talk to a manager. I would like to talk to Bethany. I would like to write a strongly worded letter about how this is some bullshit. Everything that tastes delicious is bad for my health. You you raggedy bitch. I feel like that means you raggedy bitch. Like, why would you make sugar? Why would you make why would you make candy so delicious and that shit is not good for me? Why? 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 Uh, why, why don't I have these cookies in my kitchen? Why? 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 Why do you, why why does juice have to be so good, but yet it is not healthy? Why? Tell me why. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I never want to hear you say, I, I want it that away. Bye. All right. Okay. Come on, ad libs. But how about that? Bye, bye. Uh, all right. All right. Okay, mate. I can't get it that way, mate. I don't even want it, mate. All right. Okay. All right. All right, mate. But that's what's going on in my life. Uh, personally, also trying to find a new job. Hashtag, hashtag y'all niggas hiring. I am hoping to get into... <laughs> Speaking of which, I think uh, someone brought this up today on Twitter. Like, I remember, like, I posted a while ago, like, I want to get into, like, the 50, 55K a year salary range. And, like, somebody, somebody had quote, quoted it and said, like, I, I hear you, but after taxes and shit, that's still not going to be as much money. So you might, you might, you know, it's still going to be whatever you make and that shit. And I was like, I didn't even get like snarky or sassy with him. I was like, I appreciate your input, but I still really want that salary increase. Right. And everybody else, like everybody else did the work for me. I mean, I didn't like sick, you know, like, Hey, attack this person or sick this person on, you know, I don't do all that shit. But like everybody saw that was like, what, what, what does taxes have to do with this nigga one more morning? Like, what is like, what, like, what, why did you, why did you do that, Sherry? Why? Oh, uh, but yeah, that's just what's going on in my personal life. You know, just my, Minding my damn business and trying to lose weight. And also, shout out to all of y'all that gassed my ass up <laughs> for me posting damn pictures of shit. I appreciate it. I really do. If y'all really would go on Jeremy's Instagram and see me in the roast session of his lilac shirt, that would be awesome. Oh, here we, here we go. See. I feel like I went on a one woman campaign on that way. And, um, <sighs> See, Y'all have really... teamed up with me in the past, and we we got a uh, we got the swag turned to the maximum so hard that you... okay, all right. This, this is this, I... is this is my inner Louise from Bob's work. It's coming out, by the way. Um, but yeah, you don't have to roll that far back. You're gonna see it. It's right there. He's, he's got the the lilac shirt on, rocking the uh, button down polo. It, it really be all top, top button is undone, so I got to give him credit on that because if the top button was done, oh boy, I would have recruited that day. It really be your own friends. See, got you, got you, boy. Woo. see, this, this how Malcolm got shot. 
It would have been dunks on dunks on dunks. He was gonna do some dunks in your in your comment section, boy. But no. Um Yes, uh definitely, you know, I'm pulling for you, obviously. Um shared that weight, dropped them pounds. I'm in a similar boat, but for different reasons. I'm just trying to get titties. Um so everybody, everybody loves titties. That's correct. Um so yeah, I'm, hashtag I'm to, hashtag hashtag Bianca things and things include titties. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm trying to get these cities uh, moving. So if anybody wants to throw two dollars, you know, you can throw me one dollar. One dollar would be just for like the general fund. But if you throw me two dollars, I'll make sure one of them dollars go toward my titties. Um, because like the ones I got now, they they tiny. They starter titties, you know. They like training wheel titties. Um, don't make that. Um, because we talked about so much serious shit. Don't make the title of the show <laughs> "Training Wheel Titties." That's so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> they're present. They're there. They exist. You know, there's no denying them. But you know, it's how people are. You know, we want more until we reach a point where we're satisfied. Um, oh my fucking god! Hold on. Okay, continue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. Oh my god! I'm gonna show you a tweet. <laughs> But continue. I'm, I'm gonna send it to you in the chat. Oh my god! And yeah, that's why I am with uh, my pursuit of titties. Oh shit! Another striped Jeremy sweater. Oh god! This is awesome. It's like a gold mine. No, but um, yeah, I'm trying to get these titties. Um, and trying to slim my waist down a little bit, and hope that the fat starts like skipping past my waist and. Get into my thighs and you know my legs a little bit more because trying to trying to be thick in the thighs, not in the not in the waist. I don't want to, I don't want pant size to go up. I just want my jeans to be victim to chub rub a little more often because that would mean your girl is hashtag thick double C's. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Over by. Oh, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> you niggas. You niggas. Use that gender friendly. You niggas on the internet are fucking hilarious. That's all I got to say. <laughs> niggas on the internet work on my fucking nerves. <laughs> oh god. Whew. You niggas can turn anything funny. I swear for god. You can turn tragedy into goddamn. Listen, it, I, I love I love black people. I love us for real. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh shit! Mm. Well, um, <laughs> I think that's enough of the Crown of Collars podcast for today. <laughs> In closing, I would like to uh, extend a word of just continued appreciation to my best friends in my head on the TV. Um, and on the podcast world, uh, Mina Kime, Sarah Spain, and Gina Thomas. Um, 
as we approach a new year, I hope that continue blessings upon blessings and tidings uh, continue to bestow themselves upon these ladies because they're fucking awesome and dope women in the world of sports. Um, unfortunately, both of their teams suffered, uh, well, Mina and Sarah's team suffered defeat in the playoffs. Gina's team, for un- other reasons, didn't uh, play in the playoffs this weekend um, or any weekend this year. But they're going to be Saints fans, all of them, not Gina. Um, Gina's been on the show before. Shout out to Gina two times. But uh, yeah, Gina won't be joining in the in the fan festivities. You know, not that I'm watching, watching, like I'm not going to have the games on or anything like that. But like, if the Saints win the Super Bowl in Atlanta, I know what that's going to do for the city and how happy people are going to be. So good for them. Um, and good for me for having my best friends in my head, my head, um, say that they are pulling for the home team. So I'm smiling a little bit about that, even though, again, I'm still woefully apathetic to the league as a whole construct. Um, so there's that. There's other dope women in sports media. Um, Julia DeCaro, Jameel Hill, who is ready to get the next chapter HUD situation started. Josina Anderson, um, Katie Nolan. There's, there's so many. Um, Lauren Tyson, I think the name is. How you pronounce it? Lauren Tyson over Deadspin. Diana Moskowitz, who covers a lot of really heavy stories for Deadspin. Um, yes, giving these ladies their flowers verbally here and now because they deserve All right. Speaking of deserve, make sure you share this show with your friends, your friends, your loved ones, shit, even your enemies. I don't know. Good luck, everybody. Um, make sure you like us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, all that stuff, all that good stuff is in the show notes. Um, and also make make sure you you know leave us some ratings, leave us some reviews. Um. I know we've been on break and we've been on hiatus, um, but we bike. We bike in full force. We bike with hashtag content. And, um, yeah, let us know you appreciate us and what we do. And, you know, it helps the show grow. It helps more people reach us and helps us, um, puts us in a better position to, you know, again, give y'all hashtag content. So right. we want to be great for y'all. So that's correct. So. Um, with that being said, we're going to be out of here. We'll be back next week. Um, and yeah, be a greater hole, not a hater hole. And, uh, yeah, we out. Pieces.